What up, everybody? This is Jason Lee, and this is Hollywood Unlocked Uncensored. And I'm Melissa Ford, a.k.a. The Curve Queen. And Giovanni. Hola. Before we even get into the fuckery, people, download, subscribe, and all that other <laughs> shit to our podcast on <laughs> iTunes and Google Play. Google Play is giving us problems, but we're going to get yeah. on Google Play. Oh, yeah, we're going to work it out. Better stop playing Google. Mm. But download our <laughs> podcast when we get to 100,000. Okay, I'll be honest. We've already had 100,000 listens. <laughs> really? Yeah, we don't have 100,000 subscribers because we're still trying to figure out how you get subscribed or whatever. But just, so just download it and we'll figure it out and we'll give you more shows. Exactly. So Melissa and I had dinner recently and uh, it was a four hours well spent, but you were quite quiet. You were, uh, you're a girly girl when you're around men. <laughs> I am. I am a girly girl when I'm around men, especially alpha males. So you want to start your week and recap? What have you been doing? <laughs> Working out like usual. Um, oh God, summer, listen, summer's coming, and I'm planning on be on wearing very little clothing. <laughs> You're welcome in advance. Okay, um, but yeah, so uh, we had dinner with uh, with Fifty. Yeah, and um, well, he is alpha. I'm sitting in between you and him. <laughs> <laughs> Two niggas who've been shot. <laughs> the funny part was uh, we were comparing how many times we had been shot. He'd been shot nine times. I've been shot once. But telling the story, he was like, you've been shot? I'm like, yeah, not as much as you. You were like, y'all niggas. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like 50 is, um, I don't know. Like, it's just amazing to see where he's come from to where he is now. He's got multiple shows, very successful shows on television. He's turned himself into a full-fledged movie star. You know, you, when you're sitting next to somebody like that who has that kind of success, you kind of get quiet and take notes. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've known him for a really long time, too. Okay, so. well, how about I didn't understand your guys' relationship? So let me just paint the picture. <laughs> so Melissa and I ended up going to Sony Pictures to uh, preview a new show he has called, called The Oath. The Oath. It's on the Crackle Network. Which I thought was very interesting because it's a show that chronicles the double lives of police officers. Yeah. So the, it shows the, like how they're a gang within the department. Exactly. And uh, the first episode, which I guess we could share a little bit, starts mm -hmm. with them robbing a bank. Mm -hmm. So they, they're dressed up as bank robbers and then they run out, the police pull up and they run and jump in a police car and they take off their outfits and then they have their police uniforms on after. It's so crazy. Mm -hmm. That's dope. The only thing I didn't like, which 50 said he didn't like too, was that the damn cameras were shaking so much. Yeah, it was a very, um, if anybody's ever seen the movie Heat, and if you're too young to know about that movie, you need to go see that movie because it was the first you time. You said that at dinner, and I, honestly, now that I think about it, it's the same thing. It's, it is because it was uh, Michael Mann directed the movie, mm. the movie Heat, and he has this particular style. Same with um, uh, Miami Vice, when Jamie Foxx was in it. He has a particular style of like, you know, like it's it's very unsteady cam. What's that disease when you shake Really hard. Parkinson's. I thought somebody was holding the camera. <laughs> no. So <laughs> I mean, because I'm all for like people with disabilities having jobs. So I thought maybe they put a new guy. In. No, it's it's oh, just okay. it's a particular style of <laughs> you know funny. of filmmaking. So uh, Fifty was saying that it was making him dizzy. But I was saying if you have never seen Heat, it's the first time that Al Pacino and Robert De Niro were ever oh, on camera together. Film. Oh my God, it's so yeah. amazing. It came up in like 1996. Did but you it's ever still... try to count how many bullets they used in that movie because they literally shot a million? There's bullets. a there's a fact. There's a there's a bank robber scene in that movie. It is like the oh my god that scene is so <laughs> fantastic. But there's like a a fact as to how many bullets were used. I'll find out. I'll figure it out. I'll Google lying. it. Yeah, yeah. But the dinner with fifty. So so me and Melissa are sitting there at the bar. We go to Boa Steakhouse in here in uh, Beverly Hills. Pretty nice little <laughs> swanky place. So um, we get in, we're sitting by the bar, we're waiting, and I see 50 walking up with no security, no driver, no friends, just by himself strolling up, and he comes in, and so I didn't know that you guys had knew each other like that. Mm. And so he comes and, you know, bullies his way in between Melissa and I. 
And he's sitting next to Melissa, and they're talking about being at the movie theater. I'm like, well, what the fuck is going on? So apparently they're already friends. But mm-hmm. yeah, we had a great dinner. And what I loved about it was the four hours that we spent just peeling back the layers of who he is publicly and mm-hmm. getting to like, how did you come up with power? Mm-hmm. Um, and him describing how he, you know, told the writer of power to make him the most evil person on TV and mm-hmm. talked about the scenes. It's just really good to see that, you know, um, you can start off as a rapper. You can then invest in water, uh, vitamin water. You mm-hmm. can then go over here and do music film. Uh, you could do television. You could do fashion. He literally is doing it all. And um, I'm not going to say everything he said about his <laughs> online antics because <laughs> I asked him about the Diddy bullying. I asked him about the Rick Ross stuff. Mm-hmm. And he has really interesting answers to that. But we'll save that for when he comes on the show, if he ever comes on. I Yeah, he said he was going to. I believe him. Come on the show. Yeah, I have, a, I have a million questions. You know, I didn't ask him if I was going to get on. You know, I was going to. Okay, so I told Melissa, I'm asking him if I can get on power. <laughs> and then he didn't. <laughs> I didn't because I was so, I was a little intimidated mm-hmm. to ask the question, you know, um, because it was the first time I'd had dinner with him. So yeah. I, but I'm telling you, I'm on some new shit now. Nick Cannon has opened up this new thing for me where I'm just going to keep asking for things that I have no real I, talent I in. say closed mouths don't, don't get, get fed. fed well shit I got an interesting story about 50 that would have been really nice I, that's I didn't give a damn about the show I would love to been at that dinner because I got a story about 50 like that going back to if you don't ask you don't know I was at Playhouse and I specifically went to give him my resume and my headshot in Playhouse let me get to that I get in there and I'm in the section his security guard is kicking my ass all out the section. 50 sees it. He said, no, no. Mm -hmm. Let me in. I came up. I was like, yo, bro, I need to be on power. He was like, yo, give me your number. Just we talked for half a second. And then that was it. So that would have been a good reminder seeing him that night. (laughs) So, well, first of all, I think that anybody who wants to do anything should always just go, just take a shot because true, you never know. if you don't do it, I mean, I'm a living testimony. If I can get on Wildin' Out and not be a comic, an improv artist, whatever the fuck that's called, a singer, rapper, dancer, mm-hmm. and and excel. <laughs> By the way, I think I was probably the best uh, new person this season. <laughs> when is that air? Um, I think in June, but I, I heard uh, they got greenlit for season 12 in Atlanta. Wow. So we might have to, <laughs> we have to go on the road. I don't know about that. I don't know. <laughs> I know Atlanta. Y'all don't, don't want to come to Atlanta? No, I'm good. Why? <sighs> fuck with Atlanta, but I don't fuck T. with T.S. Madison's in Atlanta. We're yeah. going to have oh, a good Okay, time. then we're going. So let's talk about the T.S. Madison interview. What'd yeah. you think? Um, Loved it. Yeah. New fan. New, I I love her. I just, I love her. She was amazing. And comedy. And, and listen, everyone's going to be like, Melissa's mouth spit, was like in her fucking j- lap. Yes, yes, it was. Half the shit she said the story about the Puerto Rican, I had the full visual going and I just couldn't even breathe after that. Yeah, well, well, apparently neither could the Puerto Rican. <laughs> but yeah, definitely made me want to go look at some Puerto Ricans because you know I'm still on the on the Dominicans. But we also had Michael Chai White last week, which I thought was a really refreshing yeah, a interview. A lot of people, people hit really, me up about that interview. Yeah. A good friend of mine, Roy Red, he reposted because he's a motivational speaker. And um, Roy Red got abs. <laughs> oh my God. How do you know that? I'm online. Oh, I am online. Online, like, <laughs> I'm online. Like, uh, what's the what's the place where you order all your shit from? Amazon. Amazon. <laughs> yeah, but Michael Jai uh, White interview was very, very, very inspirational to myself. People were laughing at how I mixed up the AIDS scene from uh, For Color Girls with the other movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Listen, I literally drew a blanket just put them all together. <laughs> By the way, that was really fucked up that she got AIDS. I yeah, like. 
for color her girls. cheating husband. I know. Was she with a man and gave her AIDS? Remember? I know. It, it it's awful. It's only it's, Tyler Perry could come up with that. It's it's awful. It is terrible. Okay. Speaking of Amazon, you know what I bought off of Amazon this uh, not too long ago. Something sexual. Week. Oh wait, I'm not done with the Fifty Cent dinner. Oh. So I'm sitting there with Melissa. <laughs> what kind of backtrack? So I'm sitting there with Melissa, and I'm I'm sitting at an angle where Fifty is right across from me. Uh-huh. One of his writers is right here. Melissa's right here, but I can still see through the glass to the bar and the front door because I like to see everything happening and everything moving. So we're sitting there having dinner. <laughs> can you pan over to Melissa drinking her thing? <laughs> so here we are coffee. having dinner. And It was uh, a popping night in, in Boa. Matt Barnes walks in. Just boom, Matt Barnes. Um, and so Matt is there. And um, yeah, the energy was really interesting um, at that moment. But uh it was good to see us all together, you know, all our friends. Yeah, yeah. He um, talked well, to 50 about his new project. Yeah, the Louis, uh, Huey Newton project. Huey P. Newton. Huey P. Newton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe Black you can Panther. be one of the back, Black Panthers. I would, hey, I could be a bank robber. I could, I could, whatever it was that was going on back then. I could totally, <laughs> yeah, I got an afro underneath this weave, got a big old fro, y'all know it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I was saying, Amazon. So I bought myself a pair of um, leg irons. Mm. What's that? What is that? Um, have you ever seen like a prisoner shuffle into um, the courtroom because he's got like handcuffs on his oh. on his ankles? They're called leg irons. Oh, what you plan on <laughs> doing with those? <laughs> shuffling your hands into a courtroom? What you doing with those? <laughs> Not shuffling into a courtroom. Wait, so it's leg irons and you do what with them? Well, it's handcuffs for your ankles, pretty much. What the fuck you gonna do with that? Because he can't get between your legs if your legs are if your feet are. I ordered two pairs. So what that mean? You know what in the debauchery? What party is going on? <laughs> you connect one cuff to one ankle, and with the same chain, you connect it to the wrist. And then you put it where? Because beds don't have. Um, and then you connect the other ankle to the other wrist with the other leg iron. Y'all playing fucking what? Twister? <laughs> no, that's y'all pretzel. playing. Y'all playing Satanic pretzel. Twister. <laughs> I'll show you. I'll, I'll show you a picture later. No, what, what it looks like. no. Hollywood Unlock is gonna go to your house with a camera, <laughs> and you're gonna BTS show us on camera. camera. Yes. <laughs> Side note, Gio, you didn't go and do one of your assignments. Don't say what? You were supposed to go on the red carpet of the um, transsexual award. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> and do one of my assignments. So I'm sitting at dinner with Melissa. She was like, you're really going to have Gio go? Then I go, absolutely. And I absolutely did not go. Yeah, but it would have been great. So we're no longer using the tranny word. I'm not using that word because of T.S. Madison, but. Transgender. Transgender. Yeah. Okay, so listen, um, I clearly don't have a haircut today. I am over I noticed that. I am, everybody has. I went yeah. to an event last night and they were, <laughs> photographers didn't know whether to ask me for photos or pass. Ask you some, for some, give you some money. No, I got that. But um, I definitely <laughs> didn't take photos because I don't have a haircut. And I'm going to tell you why. I am on a, what do you call it when you're, you're on a strike? Yeah. My barbers can't figure out what to do with my hairline. First they push it back, then they pull it forward, then it's this, this, that. <laughs> And what it does is it creates this whole online campaign. So I have a new product that I'm using, um, uh, Hems. Have you heard of Hems? Yes, I have heard of Hems. No, you haven't. Yes, I have. Tell me about it. First of all, Hems, we already know by the age of 35, 66% of men are losing their hair. Like me. I, I don't gotta, think a lot of people knew that. Well, Wait, you're losing your hair? Yeah, no, not me. No, I don't. Well, I don't I'm, I'm, I'm 40 <laughs> years old and my hair, I'm, my hair is thinning thin, in some places. Well, in the back, I got a little scar because I got hit in the head by a transsexual. But um, <laughs> other than that, I mean, my hair, you know, your hair does thin somewhat. And so, yeah, and I guess that's about right Let me tell you what, let, can I just say what is really sad about, you know, when you guys start to age? Sure. Okay. It's just, 
the hair loss, okay, you know, some of you have really nice baldies. Okay, cool, no problem. But the testosterone, like the, the this is just starts to decrease and you just don't get those rock hard, you know, boners anymore. Yeah, but there's pills for that. And just like pills for the dick, there there are products for the hair. So do you want to finish, Jill? <laughs> well, I got a friend. I'm not going to say his name, but he's a little younger than me. And he never takes off his hat. Like, no matter where he is. Neil? He, no. If he can't go in with a hat, he doesn't like to take it off. So oh, this, that's fucked up. So thanks to science, baldness can be optional with him. Okay? So this is great. You don't have to have no snake oil pills. No gas station counter supplements, no waiting rooms, no awkward doctor visits. Well, first of all, who is going to go to the gas station to buy a pill to get their hair done? Just like they go to get Viagra, they go and get hair pills. A whole lot station. of people buying yes. shit out the out of the gas station. Mm-hmm. Yes. But, but listen, there there like are fake weed. People were dying off that shit. And there's a lot of Bath stuff salts. out there. There's a lot of stuff out there. Like there's temporary stuff like topics. I'll go to my okay. So if you ever see guys with like that perfectly painted on hairline, yeah, not, that's not the other stuff they use the paint. But there's topics that are hair fibers, right? Yeah. So that's one thing. Yeah. But the only thing with that is, is that when you go and take a shower, it rinses right out. Yeah. So hems is a more permanent solution to, I think, those challenges. And as we get older, you know, especially when you're in front of a camera, mm-hmm. you want to be able to make sure that you know. Because see, Neo said, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna shave all this shit off." Mm-hmm. So I'm telling you, gotta let it go. Like I'm telling my friend, just to let it go. All right. And hems, it connects you with real doctors with medical grade solutions to treat hair loss. All right. Mm-hmm. And products are shipped right to your door. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I have a nice little doorman, so uh, <laughs> ship them all right on. So, Melissa, how can people get it, or what? What? Because we, of course, we like giving out things to our fans. There's yes. somebody sitting around with two patches and missing them right now in their hair. <laughs> their, their girl is out having sex with somebody else, and we want to make sure that show woman finds her way home. So first, we're gonna tell them how they can get this product and try it out. And then we're going to tell them how to get the little blue pill so the little wee-wee can keep going. <laughs> yes, please. Keep your wee-wee going. Um, our listeners can get a trial month of hymns for just $5 today right now while supplies last. Uh, you just have to log on to their website for full details. This would, co- this would cost you hundreds if you went to the doctor or the pharmacy. So just go to hymns.com slash unlocked. Um, that's for hymns. Oh, sorry. For hymns. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash unlocked. Yeah. For hymns.com slash unlocked. It's mm-hmm. amazing. So unlock those hair plugs, people. Go get hymns. Yeah. And uh, and if hymns is right, we're going to figure out how to get hers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I see these commercials, I wonder, can women use it too? Um, some women got some testosterone in their brain, isn't they? I mean, in their head. I mean, I feel what testosterone. What like, are you talking meaning about? Meaning, for men. So, continue on. It's actually for him. It's <laughs> <laughs> a male. I think women are using the real BB uh, Judy drops or some shit like that. I don't know. Everybody keeps talking about that girl. I don't know. I I'm almost curious enough to want to find out, but I have edges, so you know. I, they could be thicker. I well, guess. also, just so for, just so you know, for hymns is also they also focus on skincare and sexual, sexual wellness. wellness. Yes. Amen. So again, if your wee wee has problems, I think you can go to for hymns too, and they got some for him. Oh my god! I just, I how do you have that conversation? How do you have that conversation with your man when it's like? Well, I mean, it's the same conversation you have when your pussy smell. <laughs> when your pussy don't I smell right. I wouldn't know what well, that conversation sounds I've like. Never I've never had, had that. it because my pussy smells like fucking I've been peaches. around women. I don't even care about vagina. I mean, I tell you right now, I care about vagina as much as I care about Trump. <laughs> oh, wow. And so if I'm in a room and your vagina smells like a slots and swap meat trash bag in the back of a kitchen shop. 
uh, of a chicken store or fish shop. I'm gonna say something to you. I thank God I've never I've really had to tell some girls. No, not really. Not a lot. Not a lot at all. Like I did. I just. It's hard for me to make this one girl come. Mm-hmm. Wait, how did we get on that subject? We were talking about how we how did we get there? Because he says something about sexual wellness okay. for men that okay. hams provide as well. Then I went to the error, what okay, you just I guess did. That was did. Just, right, yeah. great. Go ahead. Okay. Mm. No, I'm just saying I haven't had the vagina smelling problem, but I'm having this urging. Are you having a problem, problem making this girl come? And she's like, "Well, I'd just be right about to be there, but then you come." Well, why is she not coming? I don't know. She said she's never had orgasm or came in her life. Mm. How old is she? Shit. 21. No. <laughs> <laughs> she like 23. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with... Let me tell you something. Okay. This is a, this is a pivotal moment in my life that I'm going to reveal something. Okay. Mm. All the people that you guys see on my Instagrams, I'm not involved with all of them. The ones that I really, really like, you don't ever see them. There mm-hmm. are people I'm involved with that I don't see. And some of them are young, 22, 23. I'm 40 years old. You can say whatever you want. I don't give a fuck. I like them young. Mm-hmm. He's about to keep going down, 23, 22, 21. No, right? but shit, if I saw a 19-year-old one, I'd knock it off. And I wouldn't even care. Because what can you say? Oh, you old-ass man. Yeah, they call me daddy. So what? <laughs> you can say whatever you want. Because listen, men do it with women all day yeah, long. yeah, yeah. It's just like with men, it's easy to call us a pet. With gay men, it's easy to call us a pedophile because you see two men, a younger boy and an older man. Mm. It's easy to say he's a pedophile. I think on one of our shows, I said a long time ago, I said when, when they come making up lies or when they come figure it out, they're going to say, oh, he's with young boy, he's a pedophile. I don't give a fuck about all that because I say everything. I tell all my business. I just mm. don't tell you all the players. Mm. Mm. That part. Okay. Well, I still can't believe at the age of 23, she's never had an orgasm. I feel sorry for her. Yeah. Well. I think I had my first orgasm at like, don't eleven. Oh no, no way. Well not having sex with somebody. Wait a minute. So you're sitting on your little bike. <laughs> I don't want to sexualize the experience. With, with the your tassels. little with your little fucking pigtails. <laughs> How did this happen at eleven years old where you had an orgasm? I mean No, I don't know. You know, we you know, kids experiment with their bodies and stuff like that. And what were you doing at eleven years old? <sighs> Let me find out you was a freaky hoe at 11. And let me just say this. Before the male viewers. Grinding on pillows. Wait, wait, no, wait. Hold on. Back to Melissa. Hold on. What do you mean you were grinding on pillows? What were were your. (laughs) Don't know. Like something feels good. You just want to extend the feeling and see where it goes. Mm. And that's what happened. And that's what happened. Well, I used to climb that tether ball pole. I told you. Oh, my God. I do want to say to the viewers, especially the guys that saying like, oh, he ain't making the girl come. He ain't letting oh, that God, dick right. Oh, God, you sound right. like Bow Wow right now. He ain't now. letting the dick right. No, just some girls just don't come. I think some women that don't come based off physical, they probably more mental. And right now, I'm not nowhere near. What are walls like, though? Are, <laughs> it's a pair. It's, it's, it's always mental. <laughs> Man. Okay, calm down. Wait, calm he's, down. He's describing her walls. Yo, Jesus Christ. He hasn't first said off, anything. She's very, 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 very petite. Very petite. Like small, thin little thentamin cookie. So my big old I'm like I'm like your ex. Oh my god. My, uh, my big old 10 inch is going inside that little old poom poom feels so amazing. <laughs> and just to see the hurt but pleasure on her face at the same time. It's amazing. And then to look down and see that pussy creaming oh, up. Oh, fucking stop it. Stop 
fucking stop. And can I say that Fuck. we don't ever want a visual of you laying atop a little girl with your penis in her. Ugh. What? Ugh. And you're uncircumcised too, which is the most disgusting thing in the world. Actually, I have a very penis penis and send the uh, Hollywood Unlocked cam- cameras to my house. <laughs> no. <laughs> Only if we can catch T.S. Madison oh. sliding out the back though. Pause. No pun intended. You know, uh, the other day I posted on my Instagram that a photo of Craig Mack, rapper who started off on Bad Boy, Bad Boy's first artist who launched the uh, uh, infamous brand uh, Mm -hmm. back in the 90s. One of the most uh, prolific rappers, I think, in terms of really um, steering the ship for where hip hop went in Mm -hmm. the 90s. Mm -hmm. Craig Mack died. And I posted on my Instagram um, and I posted on my Instagram story saying that if you don't know this rapper, you don't know hip hop mm-hmm. because Craig Mack, I rem- I will never forget Queen Latifah used to have a, a record flavor unit, which is her production company now also used to be a record label management company. Mm-hmm. She managed uh, Cool J, SWV. Uh, she, I, met, I mean, a whole ton of artists, 90 by nature. Anyway, 90 by nature was on tour with Puffy, Mary J. Blige, Craig Mack, 112, uh, no, not 112, Jodeci. It was the craziest tour, hip hop tour ever. And I'll never forget meeting Craig Mack and Biggie and um, just watching the show from the stands as a fan. I mean, you just like the energy, mm-hmm. even DMX back in the day in terms of hip hop. Mm-hmm. Those are rappers that this new generation just will never have and never be able to appreciate. But anyway, he died at 46 from heart failure. I, know. I ain't going to lie. I ain't never had much more motivation to go to the gym. So I took my ass right to Hino mm-hmm. um, and really wanted to understand, like, how can how are these people dying so young? Um. Listen, it's so funny. This past weekend, forgot to put this into my weekend recap. I just decided to, you know, investigate how obesity might contribute to diseases like heart failure and cardiovascular disease and cancers and whatnot. So I actually watched a documentary on an obese person being, you know, split down the middle and like, you know, examined um, postmortem. Heart failure is something that happens over time. You know, and so even though Craig Mack wasn't overweight, I bet you anything, you split him down the middle, his insides were probably looking like chicken gizzards or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just a bad way of living. Consistent bad eating, you know, um, inconsistent, um, you know, fitness regimen, um, possibly, you know, drinking um, because heart failure, there's a direct correlation to a a liver that is um, suffering from cirrhosis or just you know, fatty or whatnot. So it's like all these contributing factors lead to heart failure. It doesn't, it's not a heart attack. It is something that happens over time. So heart failure means the heart just stops. Yeah. It basically, yeah, it basically means that it just like has been, um, you know, the left ventricle, which pumps blood throughout the heart, like just atrophies and gets very, very, very thin, paper thin, where it's Mm. supposed to like be thick and like a muscle, you know? Um, And so, Basically what heart failure, heart failure is, is it's something that has been progressive. It's happened over time. You've probably experienced heart palpitations. You know, you've probably experienced like shortness of breath. You've experienced things over time. It didn't happen all in one shot. Mm-hmm. So that's a wake up call for everybody to understand that you have to take better care of yourself. You have to stop eating processed foods, which means food that comes out of boxes and packages and shit like that. You have to go to the produce counter. You have to, you know, educate yourself on how to eat in a more healthy manner. You have to exercise. And even if that means just taking a walk, 30 minutes and just not leisurely add some speed Mm -hmm. to that, you know, get your arms going or something like that. At least three days a week, 
You have to do this if you want any kind of longevity to your life. And you can reverse heart failure. Or, you, or just, you can you can start just, to reverse the effects of, you know, like what's, you know, a foregone conclusion, basically dying at the age of 46. Because 46 is just too young in this mm -hmm. day and age. We're living to like. I mean, it's literally five years more for you and six more years for me. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I couldn't imagine my life ending it five years from now due to something that could have been. Prevented. Prevented, exactly. You know, so that's why well, I think I'm it's always... one of the things that motivated me to get in with Hino. I mean, yeah. I ain't gonna lie. Working out with Hino is not easy. It's it's hard as I mean, shit. It's really hard, but you feel so good afterwards. It's And then what I found too, like today I'm in pain because I took yesterday off, but I'm going back to the gym today on my own. Mm -hmm. If you take if you don't take days off, you'll actually feel okay. Mm -hmm. It's when you take that first two days, you just really feel like shit. But working out with him, I mean, it's really hard. He's pushing me. We haven't started boxing yet, but we've done all the running and the mm -hmm. body weight stuff. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, you know, when you think about Q from Worldstar and talking to him one night and then 12 hours later, he's dead mm -hmm. and dying from a heart attack. Yeah. It's just really kind of crazy because all this shit comes out of nowhere. Right. And um, yeah, I mean, uh, so Hino got me on this new uh, meal plan stuff. Plus I'm doing the blue apron. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, just really trying to stay focused. But it's a lot of work to manage like I'm supposed to be eating right now. Yeah. You know, to manage that. And then like, I want to go to Aruba this weekend. I'm mm -hmm. thinking, well, how am I going to pack my food and get on a plane to go to Aruba? It's, it's difficult. You know, like I was you know, following a specific diet when I went to Italy, you know, the bulletproof diet that, that did not work out for me over <laughs> there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you have to, you know, kind of figure out how to, you know, create some leeway for yourself and try to figure out what the healthiest option is. And the only way that you can do that is through educating yourself on, you know, on how to eat properly. And the whole, you know, eating every two and a half to three hours, that stresses people out. It yeah. really does. What stresses people out is just you're being inundated with so much information. I mean, and also change, it has to be gradual because where be. I fail is that I will try to make change, yeah. but I'll try to make it all at one time. Okay, yeah. not drinking no more. Yeah. yeah. Eating five times a day, yeah. working out five times a week. It's like, too much. It's just too much at once. And then when you don't see immediate results, yeah. because yeah. that's the world we live in, yeah. you just like, fuck it. Yeah. But it is, you know, you really have to ask yourself, is your life, are you worth fighting for? Right. You know, it's not just about the aesthetic. It's not about, for me, it's also about fashion. I want to go and buy a bunch of shit that I can't fit right now. Mm -hmm. But it's about, you know, do I want to live to 50, 60, 70? 50 mm -hmm. is right around the corner. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Damn, 50 is around the corner. Well, rest in peace, Craig Mack, man. Exactly. Yes. Like that, that, was, that was just so sad. That I was know. so sad. And he, you know, everybody was wondering why he wasn't a part of the Bad Boy tour that just happened recently. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and it's it's been reported that he was, he just really didn't want to be a part of it. Well, that he, you know, he had found he'd God. Found, yeah, he found religion. He and spiritual. Exactly. But there was also word out that he was very close to putting out some new music. Mm. And then he Actually, passed he, away. Yeah, he did, I think. He put it out last year. Mm. Well, anyway, rest in peace and shout out to uh, Puffy and the whole bad boy family. I mean, I'm sure people were waiting online for Puffy to say something. He finally did. I mean, you know, people grieve the way they grieve. Mm -hmm. You can't expect him to go out and put an announcement out right after he died. I mean, he needed a little bit. But Lorianne, uh, I think we're posting on Hollywood Unlocked a little tribute she did to him dancing to Flavor in Your Ear coming out of her house. So mm -hmm. anyway, um, another rapper that fell down was Bow Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry. I see what yeah. you did there. It was called a transition. <laughs> uh, Melissa, you want to talk about it? Uh, okay, well, Bow Wow was, um, well, right now he's defending the hell out of himself. He's so funny. Hi, Shad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he's defending himself, basically saying that there's a video of him being beat up. 
And he's saying that it was old footage and that it was edited and that is basically just not true. It was at a future concert, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so right now he's, I, I think he's actually here <laughs> downstairs uh, doing another show. So we're going to try and drag him up here to get the scoop. But yeah. yeah he so didn't get beat up. He got pushed. Manhandled. He got attacked. <laughs> but either way, you know, in all fairness, because we are at Fair Platform, we posted the video of him getting knocked down and we mm. posted the video of him getting back up. So at the end of the day, I don't know what happened in between. We would love to know. And I haven't talked to him. But yeah, um, I was wondering if it was from the because people were saying that it was uh, future. Mm. And, you know, on the show here, he had talked about future a little bit. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wasn't in that show. Or you weren't. But I watched it. Oh, who was our co-host that day? I don't know. I think it was just you guys. Oh, OK. Yeah, it was a good interview. All right. What else is going on? Um, Okay. well, Trump fired uh, Rex Tillerson um, on Twitter. So for people that don't know who Rex is. So Rex Tillerson uh, was the secretary of state was And for the people that don't know how important the secretary of state is. Uh, I can I can explain. Please do. The secretary of state is the (laughs) highest U.S. diplomat on foreign relations. They are the person that talks to the head of state. Uh, or the prime ministers or whatever around the world about foreign affairs. And mm-hmm. so their job is to... He was doing a bang-up job, though. He was doing a good job? No. Bang-up oh, job. Yeah, I was being very sarcastic. Well, I mean, banged up is a good thing yeah. if you're talking about, you know... He was basically the go-between Trump and... Um, uh, world leaders. Yeah, I'm talking North Korean leader, um, yeah. Kim Jong-un. Kim Jong-un. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know... Trump assigns a job to somebody and then he undermines them all the entire way. I mean, like John Kelly is literally like got one foot outside the White House. Meanwhile, he was like going to be the second coming of Jesus to this administration. So anyways, <laughs> Trump has fired him using his Twitter. Account I really to feel do like so. this is the this is the, this is the this is the U.S. government apprentice. It is. No, but that's exactly the way he's treating it. That's exactly the way that he's treating it. Like, like, no, like a reality show. Mm. So this was the exact tweet that Rex Tillerson became privy to along with all the rest of us. Mike Pompeo, director of the CIA, will become our new secretary of state. He will do a fantastic job. Thank you to Rex Tillerson for his service. Gina Haspel will become the new director of the CIA and the first woman so chosen. Congratulations to all. So let's Congratulations me- to you, Rex, for getting fucking fired. Well, so let's mention, <laughs> and in all seriousness, like it's a really like it's a really scary situation how unstable our federal government is. If you mm-hmm. think about it, he was in Africa on foreign affairs while he got fired. James mm-hmm. Comey the head of the FBI was fired while he was in LA, while he was talking to other federal agents, watching it on the news. Mm-hmm. I don't think, you know, what, what, what concerns me is why aren't people mad and doing things about how unstable and how unsafe our federal government leaders are right now? Like, are, how, I'm how could we us. even defend ourselves right now? We're so chaotic. I'm frightened for us. So uh, Sean Spicer, <laughs> he's still trying to keep himself relevant. Die a slow, painful death, little motherfucker. Oh, um, shit. Tell us how you really feel. He's an asshole. So he sent out a tweet, which was really, really funny because he made um, a typo. But the typo was so apropos as to what it really is. Don't indicates. nobody know what that is. Okay, it just... It, it, <sighs> the fuck is an apropos? These <laughs> black people watching the show. It was, it was unintentional, but it was unintentional in its truth. Hmm. So he said, Secretary Tillerson is a true patriot that has severed our nation well. Severed. 
He tried to say served, but severed. <laughs> yes, yes, that's exactly what you guys are doing. Thank you for serving. Mike Pompeo will be an outstanding Secretary of State. The Senate should act swiftly to confirm him. Stop trying to be relevant, motherfucker. No one cares about you anymore, okay? You are a fucking joke and it has been by. But in all seriousness, outside of that, people need to get active in their government. You know, again, we talked at our last show about Aja Brown running for Compton running in Compton against Stacey Dash, like this shit is becoming comical at this point where yeah. people can just, the wrong people can just throw their name in the hat. But if we aren't woke, we'll elect the wrong people like Trump. I blame every single person every day I wake up. Last night I was on, at my house with a friend. It was two o'clock in the morning and we were watching YouTube and I found um, BET had had a presentation from Michelle and Barack right as they were leaving the White House. They had all of black excellence over there from Angela Bassett to Yolanda Adams to Common to... Jill Scott, uh, The Roots. Um, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, this is the same White House right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's, it's the house. same White House where we have this fucker in there who's just ruining everything. And, you know, the the fact that you could fire the heads of our intelligence community on Twitter. Like, the world finds out before they do. Yeah, that's sad. How would our people even, how would you even want to work with somebody like that? I don't know. I just, again, if I can say anything, if anybody's listening, if you're not registered to vote, I went to DMV the other day. Mm-hmm. I checked, need to register to vote just to make sure I'm registered for the right place because I'm going to vote for everything mm-hmm. down to whether or not niggas should have five pieces of paper. <laughs> for real. <laughs> Save our trees. Okay, what else? Okay, so United Airlines is under fire. Um, they just had a situation where a dog died after a flight attendant required a passenger to stow the puppy in the mm-hmm. overhead mm-hmm. bin. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're on a flight. So hold on. That's, that's number one. Num- this is the this Hit is home the, this, is the se- this is the this is the where is my dog? God damn it! She's in her bag. Okay. In her stowaway. Put it in the overnight bag. Put it in the bin. Anyways, the most recent thing that just happened was um, a a dog that was supposed to fly um, from Kansas City to I don't know like oh to Oregon mm-hmm. ended up on a flight to Japan. They mixed up two fucking dogs. So their German Shepherd is in Japan and they ended up with a fucking Great Dane. They're like, who is this? So United Airlines, you're fucking up. But but okay. what happened with the dog now? And the, let's the just, yeah, let's just go back to, okay. So you're sitting there with your dog, okay? And it was a small dog. It was under 25 pounds, which is the allotted amount. To put of, on your lap. Yeah, it, it's, or underneath the seat. That is allowed to be, no, that's the weight that a dog can be up on the airplane. Okay. Over 25 pounds has to go in the cargo section okay. underneath the plane. I am trying to figure out the flight attendant's reasoning for saying, ma'am, you need to put your dog in the overhead compartment. Well, the, the flight attendants now issued a statement saying they didn't know that there was a dog in there. So here's my thing. Here's where their shared responsibility. I feel like there's shared responsibility. There is shared responsibility. I, I'm going to say if Melissa Ford was on a flight to Japan with and Daisy. with your dog, Daisy, yeah. your mm-hmm. little little dog has been running around the studio trying to take a shit everywhere. <laughs> and and the flight attendant said, ma'am, and this flight attendant could be black, white, male, female, Asian, fat, skinny, old, young, don't matter, said, ma'am, put that motherfucker in the, over, the overhead bin. You would not do it. Absolutely not. You would not do it. I would ask her... When did you start smoking crack? <laughs> right. I would be, the, uh, we, it, I'm sorry, emotional support. 
fuck off. So now I don't understand. I mean, I, I'm going to just play devil's advocate. I feel like we live in a Sue happy nation now. Oh, the, we, this is the most litigious the country only, in the fucking world. The only image that's come out is of the woman on the phone with her two kids who appear to be crying and a dead dog bag. <laughs> now, I think it's fucked up that the dog is dead. And I'm mm-hmm. a dog lover. I love dogs. Mm-hmm. I am a dog. I feel it. Mm-hmm. But why would you put your dog when you were on the flight and you put your dog in the overhead bin and closed the cask the the door. <laughs> Did you not think for a minute this dog about the Rover ain't supposed to be up so, there. And and I was waiting to hear, you know, like this was a flight from like Singapore to Bali or like some foreign, you know, country where there might have been like a, a language barrier or something. Nah, it was from Houston to motherfucking New York. Mm, how mm, sway how so how did the, the dog die what did it die from did they Probably say suffocated. suffocation the motherfucker suffocated it had no air up there like can you imagine can you like, can, can, like suffocated asphyxiated like there's all kinds of bags at the pushed end up of the day him. why was you letting your dog sit in the overhead bin it was not a scarf i don't care if i mean if you get on the plane and you know for a fact that you wouldn't be in an overhead bin. We couldn't even be in a bin where you close and cut off all the air. Why would you let your dog go there? So I don't know. Now, so now the Cherry airline is saying that it will require in-cabin pet bags, um, you know, to be carried in bright colored bags. I'm like, oh, my God. It's so obvious what a pet bag looks like. There's holes in it so the motherfucker can breathe. Like You cuss too much. You got much. a budget for your You cuss bag. too much. Sorry. I just was very upset about this situation. <laughs> Side note, you don't need to have kids. I've been watching you parent your little dog over it's there. It's the worst. <laughs> Fuck you guys. It's the worst. <laughs> you like, look, little bitch, sit down. I'm like, she don't understand what you're saying. She does understand. <laughs> Would I just, I'll be that parent where I'm like, no, you need to be that parent and put your kid on a leash. That's your problem. <laughs> I would put my child on a leash. Anyway, shout, nice, out, to, shout out to United. I'm going to keep flying y'all, but please do better with the dogs. I, I'm not bringing my dog anymore. Okay. Whatever. I'm just not going to do that. Mm, it's not going to happen. So um, there has been a massive uh, national protest. Students have walked out of schools um, in, and they're demanding action on gun violence nationwide walkout. This makes me wish I was still in school because I would have loved to have participated in this. Right now, there is 7,000 pairs of shoes on the White House lawn um, or like the the great lawn that's just, you know, kind of um, Outside outside the gates. And each pair of shoes represents the a child that's died from gun violence um, in schools since Sandy Hook. 7,000. Like, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. That's insane. Um, so the NRA, they're just not backing down. Um, they're just, they're they are drawing a correlation between we secure your banks. Mm-hmm. We, we secure institutions like my museums, airports, et cetera, et cetera. So that leads to why not arm schools and with security well, before and we teachers. Get, before mm-hmm. we get into that, because I know you have some stories you want to share. Mm-hmm. Let me say, I want to try to explain the NRA's perspective. Okay. Okay. Not to say that I support it. I'm not an NRA member at all. I don't mm-hmm. even, I don't have a gun anymore, but I'm not an NRA member, but I do believe in being able to bear arms. So the NRA stands for National Rifle Association. Mm-hmm. That's an association that is paid, that raises money or is paid dues by members to be able to defend the second the second amendment mm-hmm. of the constitution that mm-hmm. we all have the right to bear arms mm-hmm. 
I used to work in my previous life for the California Nurses Association, CNA. Mm -hmm. And my job was to represent the um, rights of nurses in California. Mm -hmm. So advancement of legislature that expanded their rights, um, protecting their safety in the workplace for uh, nurse to patient ratios, mm -hmm. um, used to negotiate all of their benefits and all their uh, contracts. And so I understand advocacy and I understand the importance of being able to advocate for the group of people you represent. But even when I worked for SEIU or CNA or NUHW, National uh, Union of Healthcare Workers, no matter who I was representing, I always looked at um, cases a certain way. I looked at one, how does this case have an impact on the whole movement of the CNA mm -hmm. or the union I'm working for? Or, and two, how does this impact the community mm -hmm. and patient care in general? Mm -hmm. On one hand, I understand the NRA defending uh, the second amendment mm -hmm. because that's why they're there. Mm -hmm. They're funded to do it. They pay politicians to defend it. Unions like CNA pay politicians to fight for legislature on healthcare workers. Mm -hmm. Every union that has a police union, teachers union, every union pays to play. They pay f to put certain people in office and they, 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 so they do that. So that's not anything that's out the, no norm, out the norm. What I find out the norm is that it's okay to fight for the right to bear arms. But do you need to have to, the ability to bear every arm, like a mm -hmm. machine gun? Mm -hmm. Why do you need to have an AR-15 exactly. when you clearly see like all of these in our, uh, weapons are being used domestically to kill people, in particular children? Nurses in the hospitals, whenever they had um, a bunch of deaths happening in the ER mm -hmm. or on different floors, they say, okay, a critical care nurse is going to be on a one-to-one -one ratio in the ICU. And in the ER, we're going to be on a one-to-two ratio. That allows people like us to come in and say to a hospital, mm -hmm. when these patients are being affected in patient care, look what was the ratio? You can look at the schedule and see your ratios were off. You impacted mm -hmm. the safety of this. We have no measurement tool to, to measure the impact that the lack of safety or um, legislature around gun control is affecting the safety of children, mm -hmm. which is crazy to me because everybody keeps saying children are the greatest asset. They're our richest asset and all that. How can you, after Sandy Hook, see a bunch of kids just get gunned down and not say, you know what? We understand the right to the Second Amendment and we appreciate the NRA, but we all have to come to the table and figure out a solution. Right. I don't get that. Right. And I'm not even a parent. Right. No, the it's no, it's it's I mean, the Second Amendment was written in 1791. This was a very different country in 1791. Right. OK, there was it was lawless. There was no real such thing. Get away with murder. It, it, well, the right to bear arms is the right to protect your homestead, mm -hmm. right to protect your family, because you never knew who's going to roll up on you. Like, take away all of, you know, just the advancement of technology and what it's afforded us just over the course of the last hundred years alone. Like, this was a very different country back then. So the right to be, to apply something that, you know, made sense back then to now no. is just, it's it's more than antiquated. It's 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 ludicrous. It doesn't make any sense. You're right about the, you know, understandably, you know, you want to be able to have the right to bear arms, but you don't need an AR-15. You don't need street sweepers. You don't need that shit. Who needs that shit? I would be terrified to have a gun in my house because I'd be afraid I'd use it, honestly. <laughs> no, I swear to so, God. The reason why I got rid of my gun is not just because I have a bad temper, mm -hmm. but I also had a drinking problem. Mm -hmm. Me mad and drunk with a gun. It has exactly. never been a yeah. good. It's never been a good uh, scenario. I exactly. will never forget when I got, bought my first gun. My first gun was a 380 with a hairpin trigger, which means like you could barely just move it and the motherfucker would go off. Right. I will never forget putting it in my. I had a filing cabinet in my bedroom because I had 
um, I don't know why I had files at 19 years old or 18 years <laughs> old, whatever. So I remember my mom coming to my room and me pulling out the gun and showing her. And she was like, get that thing out of her house. But I could see how fearful she was of mm-hmm. me having it. Mm-hmm. I just don't need to have a gun. Yeah. I live in a secure building. I can order security when I need to have security. I, well, maybe during boom, we needed a gun. Mm, <laughs> that part. So you do need a gun. I don't know. No. But but you don't need an AR-15. No, no, absolutely not. And and I honestly feel like, and I'll just say it, I don't really feel like the kids matter because in the grand scheme of what people are fighting for, power and money, it has no bearing over that. No, it doesn't. Let it affect their pockets. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. There'll be legislation immediately. Mm-hmm. And when you talk about... I don't know. I just think gun violence in our country, which is so interesting, because coming back from Australia, where people are looking at me like, we don't have those problems here. Mm-hmm. We don't have gun violence in our country nope. because they created legislature to ban it. Yeah. yeah. And it's so easy. It was, because it was after incidences like this, mm-hmm. you know, like um, the recent uh, uh, school shooting at Parkland, like Sandy Hook. They took action and they were like, you know, we can't have this anymore. The last last occurrence of something like that was like 1996. Since yeah. then, there's been nothing. Mm. Canada, same, but there's so many countries that the U.S. could pattern themselves after, but it's just the reason for the NRA being such a powerful institution is really insidious because they line the pockets of politicians, you know? I think it was amazing to see Whoopi Goldberg and and, uh, uh, I think, uh, is it Governor Cuomo? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, out with the kids today in protest. Mm-hmm. So it was good yeah. to see that. And it's good to see these kids. And having come from a union background, I can tell you that there's nothing more powerful than concerted activity. And if you look back to the 60s, civil rights movement, women's rights movement, uh, the LGBTQ, ISTZ uh, <laughs> movement, like having, you know, organized, concerted, um, uh, organize, organized marches with clear messages mm-hmm. always have some level of impact. Yeah. But what really has impact and I know people don't believe in this, is your power to vote. Like, right. go out and vote, man. You know, right now I know Pennsylvania is getting ready to become a blue state, which has been, it hasn't been blue in like hell of years since like yeah, 2002. And, exactly. And last year, was it last year or what, whenever Trump got into- He, got, he, he was hit to, by like 20 points or something Exactly, like that. exactly. So it's, so it's having an effect. Yeah. And, you know, when I try to find the silver lining in Trump, the silver lining for me is that he really is so polarizing the Republican Party Mm-hmm. Like he's polarizing it. But when me and my friend were watching the Obamas last night, just watching Michelle rapping to Common's lyrics and watching how o- o- Barack put his arm around her and mm-hmm. how eloquent he was in speaking in the class. Regina Hall, Regina Hall, she she made a joke. She, she, she acted like she was crying. She said, we ain't never going to see this again. I don't understand how we went from that to this. Oh, yeah. Sidebar, Donald Trump Jr. is um, getting a divorce. The one that looks like... Um uh, he looks like him. American Psycho. Yeah. Yeah. The one that looks like Brett Easton Ellis's uh, character in American Psycho. Listen, she probably don't want killer. no parts of this. Let's not even get into the fact that there's a porn star who's now trying to give her money back so she can speak freely about this <laughs> girl. Trump. Yes, and Stormy. They, they, actually, Stormy. They, they actually made a, a, a hint at the fact that she might have some type of evidence of this sexual thing. If she comes out with a sex tape with the president, I'm telling you right now, if we don't impeach him, I am moving out this country. I'm out, <laughs> I'm out of here. Hollywood Unlocked is done. Okay. Okay, so listen, shout out to Laverne Cox. Speaking of transsexuals, um, Laverne Cox apparently is in love after meeting the man on Tinder. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's nice for you. So she's off the she's off the market. It's nice for who? For her. 
Oh, for, I thought you said for you. I'm like, yeah. for me. Oh, okay. So anyway, congratulations to uh, Laverne. And so- um, How the fuck did she find love on Tinder? Seriously. It's possible. Well, I think like you were on Tinder before and I recently, while I was in Australia, joined Tinder. Uh-huh. And I, I did use a photo of me to put it up there. And so when I do swipe right, I'm finding a lot of matches. And I don't know if it's because people recognize me or because people oh, you'll find out. you'll find out pretty quickly. Oh, I know. Yeah. One, one of them talked to me about how he wasn't thirsty- and he he don't fuck with a bunch of niggas and then said, you know, you look familiar. I just, just I unmatched. Uh, yeah, yeah. Listen, one time I swiped right on this guy and I just, I had a feeling. I just had a feeling that he just was going to know who I was. Because I would, when I was on Tinder, I would swipe right on guys that there was a really big chance they had no idea who I was. <laughs> so that meant. But would I, it matter? I mean, because now yeah. when guys, no, no, because now when guys come up to you, they know who you are. Does it matter? Um, I'm going to say that, yes, it does. Sometimes it matters in how they, you know, react to me and how they treat me. And, you know, like that whole fandom thing, like okay, a sidebar for all the guys in my DMs talking about you should give a regular guy a chance. I've given you regular motherfuckers <laughs> a chance. OK, y'all exactly fame, not famous. We've already established on the show that all of us are the same. I just like like all of us are the same, and that that's why I'm I'm fighting for the guys in your DMs right now. No, no, no. If you're watching the show, go, stop right shot. now. Pause. Go to her Instagram DM. <laughs> but my question is: is why would you not give a guy who knows you a chance? He might be the one that actually His, praises you and holds you up as the king you need. The <sighs> no, no. Is okay. Swiped right on this guy. Had a feeling he, first thing was going to be like a whole. Are you really? His first comment was, yeah, right, you're fucking Melissa Ford. And I was like, I guess you'll never find out unmatch. Mm. I'm sorry. I'm not talking to somebody who's going to say something like that to me. But you didn't have a picture of your face or was it? Yeah, okay. it was clearly me. But you, know, but you know what? I have imposters. So, yeah. you know, it might have been somebody else, you know, posing as me. That's that is definitely I can understand his confusion. But I didn't want to work through it with him. I don't know you. I'm going to get on that. I won't lie. I haven't met anybody yet, but I've been talking to probably, I think I have about 10 people that I've matched with that I am talking to. Um, those yeah, make sure you don't turn into pen pals because that's what motherfuckers like to do on Tinder. No, but I'll like be honest with you. you I have ADD and I am the one taking my time to talk to somebody. Okay. Talk to them. Now, I did post something yesterday on my Instagram. I posted a little funny video of the little midgets uh, on the show in little Atlanta. Person. Mm-hmm. Little Little girls. What is the little women of Atlanta mm-hmm. or wherever they are? They're fucking small. They were talking about um, how friends that don't talk every day. And I was just saying, like, for me, I am at a place now where if I do show interest in you and you don't talk to me back, mm-hmm. I unfriend you. I unfollow you. I, I unfollow you in life. I'm right. Done. And I don't even look back. And I had to tell my friend yesterday because we were talking to somebody else. I said, now I really in life don't fuck with nobody. Mm. Like, it's so crazy how I used to be this social butterfly that wanted to be around everybody all the time and at all the parties. I don't go nowhere and I don't fuck with nobody. Mm. And so if I show you some attention and you don't reciprocate that, I'm out. Yeah. Tinder right now is it's it's giving me what I need and I'm finding some amazing looking people. Mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'll be honest, I haven't looked at one bio. I don't give a fuck if you're a biochemist. I don't give a fuck if you sell drugs. I don't give a fuck if you are an AR-15 owner at this point. Just what he looks like. <laughs> what you look like. Then we get into the conversation and then if it makes sense, I'll meet up. I'm trying okay. to download it. 
Well, you're trying to download Tinder? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to have problems with Tinder. Don't even do it. Why you say that? Because you're going to meet a bunch of girls and you're going to be doing a bunch of shit that you shouldn't be doing. Right now, you should be focused on you and acting and the girl who you're trying to give up a come to or give up a. What is he trying to give He's a orgasm? Orgasm. Yeah. Oh, no, that was just a one time thing. I'm. I'm done with that. Oh, for fuck's sake. I met her yesterday. So are you still dating the girl that you met her yesterday and had sex with her yesterday? Yeah, that sounded about right for Giovanni. I'll be honest. I don't do that anymore. I can't. Anymore? Well, I did yesterday. One, who can, I can't even bring, I don't even bring people to my house because, again, I don't want people knowing where I live. Mm. Well, I, she know where I live. <laughs> but as far as your question about the other one, I don't know, man. You just keep setting yourself up know. for failure. I, don't, I mean, I don't know how I'm single. I can never fail when I'm single. That's true. I don't. I don't know. I like her a lot, just, but just do you. Right now yeah. is not a time for a relationship. No, I'm not trying to be in a relationship at all. Get this I'm, money. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get in a relationship when I get on power, so I can walk down the red carpet with a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> mm. All right. Well, congratulations to Laverne Cox because she also said that she showed up at their first date, who's the guy who's now her boyfriend, without any makeup on. Oh shit! I'm not even doing that. Do you think Laverne Cox is a pretty woman? Walking down the street. I don't know what Laverne Cox looks like without her makeup on, honestly. I can imagine. I can see it. Do you think mind. Laverne Cox is pretty with makeup? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I mean, I watch um, Orange is the New Black, so I guess that would be Laverne without makeup. It's like makeup to look like you're not wearing makeup. Jason. So no, I'm just, Laverne Cox <laughs> is a pretty is pretty, and I'm just trying to start problems. I know, clearly. <laughs> I just saw a picture of Laverne Cox looking just like Beyonce. I was like... No, you didn't. Yes. Stop. We'll it was, not, it listen, was, what it was we're really not going to... Airbrush. Sorry, the show just had a blackout moment. <laughs> what we're not going to do is ever disrespect... Don't nobody look like Beyonce. First nobody. Off, and okay. Beyonce and Jay-Z, thank you for... Going back on tour again around tax season, and the cheapest ticket is $400. Beyonce and Jay Z are totally ruining the fucking economy because every time they go on tour, they go right right during tax, tax season, season, right? Mm -hmm. Are smart. you going to watch the show? I'm going to go. I went to the first one. I didn't, I didn't like it because yeah, it was cool. I don't want to see B Jay Z. I want to see Beyonce. Beyonce. Well. That means, wait, that means they. Probably about to drop another album again. No, they're gonna do. They're gonna do his album. They're gonna do her album. They're gonna do Lemonade and Four Four Four. So somewhere there better be a story. I need to see who he fucked and pissed her off with. Well, there's a meme going around that the only reason why Jay Z's going on tour with Beyonce is because she ain't, <laughs> live, live, she ain't li leaving alone for five months. Nah, <laughs> uh, that's not true because he just went on tour. That's no, a, I know, that's that, but that's the meme that's going around. People need to stop with that. Okay, but real side note: I was at the club the other night. Mm -hmm. On the low, I went to Hyde, and I was at a table in the corner. And Hyde is <laughs> Hyde on sunset. Yeah, but I can't remember what night I went. I think I went Sunday. Sunday, mm -hmm. I was there. If, I saw you. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. Did you speak to me? No, I was fucking filthy wasted. You did not see me. Yes, I did. Where was I at? You was at Hyde in Where? the back corner at the table, looking through the bushes, <laughs> trying not to be seen. That's not true. <laughs> You weren't there, but I was there. I hide in the corner table in the back, uh, trying not to be seen in the back. And and uh, but anyway, Julius Beyonce's bodyguard walks up to the table and he reaches out and I shake his hand whatever, and I look at him like in complete shock, like, like where Beyonce at? If you and he was like, she ain't here. I was like, okay. <laughs> it's, it's weird. Every time I see him off duty, it's weird to me. It's like she must just be at home, which is weird. Imagine to me. that. I mean, yeah, no, because you don't think she of Beyonce has, having days off. Yeah, she has three children. But yeah, um, shout out to him. I got his number, so I'm going to build that friendship. Mm -hmm. So congratulations to Nas.
Yes. It's looking like he's going to profit about $40 million from a doorbell company investment. It's like, you know what? Smart. People got to think outside the box when it comes to you know, investment. So let me just, you know, go over what he did. So Nas made an early investment in door in a doorbell security company called Ring. Amazon just acquired Ring for $1.2 billion. Yeah, he made an early investment. Yeah, so he made an early investment, just kind of like what Quincy Jones did with Viagra. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That was a good one. Did he invest in it? Yeah, I was told by a really good source that he was one of the early investors in Viagra. Really? Mm -hmm. Wow. How many kids he got? How, how old is his by, current wife? I was told by a really good source that Diddy choked the weekend at Madonna's party. What? I was told by I a really heard good that. source that few that Travis Scott and Tory Lanez. Oh yeah, well that's on Hollywood Online. <laughs> that's a really good source. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Well, anyway, so um, Nas is going to reportedly pocket about forty million dollars profit. Um, and his business firm, Queensbridge Venture Partners, is also going to, you know, be a part of the um, windfall. Um, and we submitted, you know, funny thing is Black Excellence. This is Black Excellence. He is an investor, mm-hmm. a rapper turned investor. Mm-hmm. And he was actually one Movie of the first producer. few people that I submitted our package to when I wanted investment with Hollywood Unlocked. Mm-hmm. It just never got back to us. Right. Well, it's a good thing he's got this, uh, you know, new windfall because Khalees is, you know, still looking for a little bit more of a payout um, in regards to their child custody, mm. you know, battle that's ongoing. Well, he got money now. Yeah. She says the $8,000 a month isn't enough. <laughs> what? How old is the How old is the kid? So their son, Knight, is uh, between six and eight years old. I can't. I, we also have the six eight doing eight thousand dollars. First of all, there's a healthcare, childcare, yeah. uh, somebody watching the kid, setting up the kid for college, whatever. The bottom line is these people live different lifestyles than us, She's, right? Yeah. Remember when Mariah Carey was dating a dude that she was she had an agreement with that she would get fifty million when they broke up. Could you imagine? I'll tell you right now, <laughs> if I have money like that, we break up. You want the fifty million? You want to walk away broke, or you want to come a missing? One of the two is gonna happen. I'm not giving you fifty million. Yeah, I'm not giving you no fifty million. Yeah. Either. Well, they hammered out that agreement when their son was three, but she's basically saying that as a result of you know he gets older and there's more costs involved. She's married now. Um, and she got, she got a- them food trucks. And she's a chef. She's traveling the world. She got to pay them bills. Mm, yeah. Continue to do what she do. And Khalees, if you don't come on this show, because Khalees is coming on the show. Yeah. Yes, but so. she's just so busy. She's really passionate about her cooking. And she's mm-hmm. just been busy and out of town. I do yeah. miss her music, though. I'm not going to lie. Oh, I know. I was in Australia, and I saw a song come up. And I forgot you what it was called. A song come but it was a, on the video. Gotcha. Because they still show music videos Milk over there, Jake? apparently. It wasn't Milkshake. It was a song I had never heard of before, but it was an amazing- Boss, It wasn't Bossy. It was a song I I'd never song. heard of before. Oh, okay. But it was big over there, apparently. So congratulations to Khalees and congratulations to Nas. Yeah. Now that you got that 40 million, we still collecting uh, checks over here. Okay. So let's let's fantasize for a second here. Um, if you could go back in time, what would you invest in? Uber. Me? Yeah. Uber. Uber? Facebook. Mm. Uber's like worth like 250 billion right now. Facebook is worth so much more, I guess. Mm. Isn't it? I don't care. I don't know, but Uber is just Shout out to Evan too on the Snapchat oh, like 23, 24. No, no, Snapchat? Evan, no, Evan. The owner. No, but it's losing money and it's lost. It's oh, dropping. Exactly. Kylie sent, a, Kylie sent out a tweet that basically said, oh, my God, like, I don't like Snapchat anymore. And they started plummeting. It plummeted. Oh, my God. Dropped six like their evaluation. Dropped six points. He, do you think that he could have had a lawsuit? Like they could have had a lawsuit no. on their hands? She has the right, First Amendment. She has the right to free to speech. Yo, mm. them Kardashian Jenners are some powerful. They're like fucking Super Saiyans. Yep. And that's why we post them on Hollywood a lot. Okay. What else is going on? That's it. Wow. 
Okay. Well, anyways, okay. Uh, moving right along. Oh, I wanted to segue that into investments. So sometimes you just have to think outside the box. Like, is there, you know, just a lot, you know, empty and weeded up and not doing anything? Turn that shit into a parking lot. There you go. Don't say I haven't, didn't ever do anything for you. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> investments. What, where did the parking lot come from? Where was the transition? I, I know. I'm talking about investments. He invested oh. in, in a doorknob company. Oh. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Who would have thought that's that he. tech, technology. Hmm? See, like but, the thing, the thing about a car lot, right? I'll give an example. It's, it's not a car lot, a car, mm-hmm. a, car, a, car a, a parking garage, whatever. Mm-hmm. Right across the street from where I used to live, there was an empty space where they, in Hollywood, mm-hmm. uh, right across from the W, adjacent mm-hmm. to the W, there was a, um, parking lot and so there's only a certain amount of parking spots you can have a day there's only a certain amount of but it's always going to be in use well, wait a minute mm-hmm. they just built an apartment complex on that motherfucker <laughs> okay well i don't know what the motherfuckers who owned it did so wrong. now all those units that's monthly rent at like three thousand dollars a unit or more mm-hmm. so yeah you buy a parking lot and then build that bitch build some on top of it yeah you can own it and go and sell 50 percent of it to a developer to build on top of it and own some of that space or exactly whatever. think about the things that we cannot go without you know we're all gonna die funeral homes i'm not dying okay i'm toilet going to paper. the gym as well. okay, I leave here. fine grocery stores toilet paper yeah you okay. can no you can buy groceries online with amazon okay and blue apron okay <laughs> <laughs> you can shave razors you need razors razors mm-hmm. um Tow truck companies. Everybody's always getting towed. True. <laughs> Toilet to paper. I have a, do you need to take wait, a shit, motherfucker? I have, a, I have a story about the DMV, and but, please tell me if I'm wrong, okay? Okay. So the other day I go to the DMV, and there's just tons of people. I haven't been in the DMV in a long time. There's people all the way around the corner. And I, I hate the DMV. And, you know, I'm looking at the line. I'm like, mm, not today, Satan. I'm not getting in that line. <laughs> So I walk in very slow and I lean against the counter. <laughs> Try to stick his ass in a lot. Of no, no. I walked in. Uh-huh. I leaned against the counter and I said, "Excuse me, on oh, my throat. Can you come closer?" Because I didn't want to say this out loud, but uh-huh. she came closer and I said, "I just had surgery on my back and I can't stand <laughs> my." <mics." laughs> so she put me ahead of everybody at the DMV, Yo. but that wasn't the bad part. She had me sit in the handicap seat. <laughs> So, so now I have to sit down real slow and I'm sitting in the chair and I'm so embarrassed. I don't even want to look back because God forbid somebody see me and recognize me, take a picture or something. Oh, shoot. So I had to act handicapped the whole way through the experience. Uh-huh. But I got everything I needed done in like That's 25 smart. minutes. Which DMV were you at? Hollywood. Mm. That's the worst, Is that one of the wrong? worst ones. No, yeah. absolutely not. I, I would. I, Listen, hats off to you, sir. You have a loose moral code there, you hats buddy. Off. It's the same reason why you parked in a handicapped spot today. She I did hand- not. She is a handicapped placard. I do. <laughs> but are How you handicapped? I am. I got cataracts. We're not talking. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Here's the deal. The reason why I asked the question, and you know what's so funny? Thank you for bringing that up because I was feeling judged by her. <laughs> And I just got out the car. And and I remember getting in the car going, why is there a handicap placard in your windshield? But you know, no, because, no, because NeNe Leaks, and this is why I could never be on a show on Bravo, because NeNe Leaks is under fire by, uh, what's the blonde hair girl's name? Kim Zolciak. Kim Zolciak, because she was like, you parked in the handicap zone at the mall in your Bentley mm. or your Rolls Royce. My thing is, I'm going to be honest with you. If I have a Rolls Royce or when I have a Rolls Royce, I'm going to get a handicap player <laughs> because there are things that I'm handicapped in relationships, <laughs> sometimes grammar, oh, um, God. 
spending money. Uh-huh. I mean, I need to get in and get the fuck out <laughs> before I spend up my rent. So. My grandma oh, used to man. do that shit. She used to park in a handicapped spot and have me walk like something. <laughs> like you're the hunchback of Notre yeah. Dame. And let me say to everybody that's saying, oh, you guys are fucking evil talking about handicapped. We're not. I have a respect, profound respect for the handicapped. Before my mother passed away, she was handicapped. But I'm just saying that doesn't take away from the fact that I don't like waiting in lines. I have a disability, ADHD. For me to stand in the line for two hours, I would fucking go crazy. Uh, yeah, so, anyway. Okay, on that note, uh, um, Lil Wayne and Birdman. Oh, there's man. a new man that I'm putting in my mouth, by the way. What? Your dentist. Thank you for the referral. That's hysterical. <laughs> oh, I love Derek. He's so awesome. His office sounds black. Uh, they it's even mu- call him Dennis. It's, it's multicultural. All right, because oh, lady. but he's the bomb. Okay. He's really the bomb. He well, really is the nicest he guy. Be in my mouth this Friday. Okay. Well, um, all right. Let me know how that goes. <laughs> uh, Little Wayne and Birdman have decided to hug it out. God, I'm yeah. happy. Come here, baby. Let me get a kiss. Okay, D- Gio, <laughs> do you know the history here? What's what's the beef between the two of them? I'm, uh, I'm assuming it allegedly all. Allegedly, someone paid money that um, Birdman owes Lil Wayne. Uh-huh. That pretty much a lot fifty-one of other, million dollars. Yeah, that other rappers are actually included into their raps, talking about pay Lil Wayne. So, so I guess Birdman allegedly owes that Carter. One of the Carter albums was mm-hmm. held back by Baby uh-huh. and not put out. Right, and so Wayne went on the attack. He ended up leaving. Remember, there was a whole shooting that happened as mm-hmm. a result mm-hmm. of the guy that went to prison mm-hmm. who said he was hired by someone so to shoot a young thug. It was just a mess. So to see these two black men, these two rich. Black men Goats. come back together. Iconic. Mm. Listen, Straight. I don't want to talk too much crazy about it because I don't want. We got to put some respect on his name. I don't want him coming and telling us that. You know no why more. I like baby though? I'll be honest. You know why I like baby? Mm. Yeah, Every boy. time you email him or text him, he responds right away. Okay. You well, been talking to Birdman? Yes. Have you been? And asked, Slim. Have you? I know people. Nick. Okay, this is what we're not going to do. We're going to stop acting like I'm not <laughs> out in the streets. You told Playboy. him to come on the show? No, when I was looking for investment for Hollywood Unlocked back in the day, mm. I felt like Baby and Slim could have been one of the guys because they were filthy rich. So I called a couple friends and I said, give me Slim's number. They gave me Slim's number. I called him. Slim gave me Baby's number. I called Baby and then Baby gave me his email address and we've been talking. I mean, I can still reach out to him. I just don't have a reason to reach out to him. But I have a total respect for the the um, cash money movement Play and what? all of that. Okay, well, uh, even though they're trying to hug it out, the fifty one million dollar lawsuit is still intact. So that's 51 not fifty one million dollars. Jesus Christ! Mm-hmm. Did I tell y'all that I called uh, Tiffany Haddish? <laughs> Yeah, you told it mm-hmm. last week. Okay, so I texted her and I mm-hmm. sent you what I texted her. Uh-huh. She's yet to respond. <laughs> so I'm going to call her. Fuck it. I'm going to call her one more time. But anyway, that's yeah. all we have for today, folks. Yeah. We're out. Yes. Peace. Peace. Bye, everybody.